Welcome to How to Trade It, The Road to Trading Mastery. Join Casey Stubbs, a seasoned trader, as he guides you to become a profitable trader. Find actionable insights, real-life stories, and strategies to boost your trading skills. Don't miss the journey to trading victory. Start listening now. Connect with us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Trading profits are just an episode away. Hey, everyone. This is Casey Stubbs with the How to Trade It podcast. I'm very excited today to be introducing Todd Bubba Horwitz, who is the chief strategist at BubbaTrading.com. And Todd has been for nearly 40 years trading and being successful in the financial markets How's it going? And thanks for being on the show today. Casey, it's my pleasure. I've listened to a lot of your stuff and I think it's great. And I think you do a great service and uh, it's great to be with you. Well, I appreciate that. So um, what is the biggest thing that you are always telling new traders that they need to learn when getting involved in the markets? How to be patient and how to be disciplined and wait for it. You know, the, the one thing we know, markets are open 241 days a year. Okay. That's been the same forever. Yes, they trade overnight, but you got to wait for your trades. You can't force them because when you start to force trades, you end up losing money. And as we know from sports and everything else, defense wins championships and protecting yourself keeps money. Okay, so so you stay on a good defense, which is being patient. Uh, so why do you why do traders, new traders, force trades? Well, I think a lot of traders force trades because they think if they're looking at the machine, there's got to be a trade to be made, right? That they're looking at a chart, you know, they sit there and they feel, well, I got to make, I got to make something happen. Well, the problem is, is that you can't make something happen. The markets are absolute; they're an inanimate object, right? They're trading off of order flow from all the other traders, and if the price action that you're seeing is not conducive to the trade you're trying to set up, then you cannot make money. So why, why put yourself? In a position, you're, the whole key to trading is probability. This is nothing more than a big game, okay? It, it's no different than poker, bridge, gin, or backgammon. Those are all mathematical probability games. So if you keep the probabilities on your side at all times, yeah, they're not all going to win. But if you're always in the, in the right spot, you're going to be profitable over time. And that's where you have to get to. you gotta got to make money first before you can get to real, real successful. So it's a matter of learning to uh, crawl before you run a marathon. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. And uh, so uh, when starting out, not forcing trades, that's a good tip. What, uh, what type of strategy do you recommend people look at when they first get started? I, I think it really depends on what their overall objectives are. I mean, I, I trade, I, I day trade on, on a four minute and one minute scale. I swing trade off of my algorithm and I invest. Okay. I trade any product that moves that has liquidity. It doesn't matter to me because when I'm looking at a chart, they're all the same. Okay. So people have to decide is first of all what they want to trade and what they're accomplishing, what they're trying to accomplish. If you're, if you're trading, then you set up a plan for trading and you have to identify those time frames of how you're going to trade. I'm, I'm a two time frame trader, right? I have one time frame that indicates a move that I want to make, and then I go to a shorter time frame to trigger the trade. So it's something, and I do that every day with my members for an hour in the morning. But 
that's one model. And then my swing trading is another model. So I have to have a separate plan for that because again, you've got to have, you know, defense. And of course the risk is going to be different on my day trading than it's going to be on my swing trading. If I'm carrying trades overnight, all of a sudden I'm opening myself up to potential overnight risk. And then of course my investing is something that, you know, my IRA, my 401k, my profit sharing is investing, which is another different plan. So you need a plan for whether you're going to trade futures or options, equities, how you're going to do it. Now, if you're going to, if you want to be an active trader, I think the best is the futures market. Okay. Especially today with micros and minis, you know, you've got a lot of flexibility and you can start very small. So you don't have to, you know, put yourself in big exposure. When I first started trading, the S&P, one point in the S&P was $500. Okay. That's when I started. Now you get a micro is $5. Okay. So again, you've got some flexibility and you can really get yourself an education trading for smaller dollars and learn how to press your way into larger trades. So when you're uh, with the members in the morning, you do it for an hour. Uh, is that what you're trading is futures at that time? Yes. Yeah. I don't day trade options. And I started out as an options day trader. I was a floor trader. I was a floor trader for 30 years. Okay. And so, but that's a different type of trading, right? That's a, that's an edge trade. Okay. That you're, you're a lot of time you're just scalping the bid offer spread. Okay. Plus you learn how to make other trades and lock in an arbitrage. But when, it, when you had to ro- rotate and switch to the retail side or the screen, okay, I no longer have the same edge. I can read the paper the same way. I can read the article the same way, but I can't get on the inside of it. Right. So I have to be like everybody else. I think that in options, because of implied volatility, if you're trying to day trade, you're giving up too much of an edge, okay? And I, I don't think you can afford to give up an edge when you're trading, especially when the VIX or the implied volatility and the option can go, you know, let's say it's an average is 20% volatility and it jumps to 40. You can't make money because options are a vehicle that are always fairly priced except when they get expensive. And they get expensive when traders start chasing them up or chasing them down. So with the futures market, that gives you a better edge for day trading than for uh, for options. Tremendous so- edge. You, you give up nothing on the day trade. You give up, you know, on a, on a, on a regular mini S&P, for example, you're giving up $12.50 on the bid offer spread because it's a one tick wide market. You can't do much better than that. In the Dow futures, you're giving up five bucks. So and if you go to the micros, you're giving up $1.25 or 50 cents. So, again, you can you can play in a much fairer market for those who want to be more active. And again, you have to decide, you know, do you want to carry positions? Do you want to be in and out? Okay. And be faster because it's some, you know, in our morning stuff, four minutes is a long-term capital game. <laughs> right. Yeah. Four minutes is a long trade. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll actually get in trade sometimes in the last even hours occasionally, but those are big profits, right? We're just managing the profit of those trades. And I will teach them how to look for spots you know, where you get, you know, I, I like to use the, the charts to mark where, you know, support, if I'm long, where support is, and then I'll, I'll use my stop below that support level. Okay. And I'll keep, I'll keep re, redrawing my charts so that I can keep seeing where the new levels start picking up. And then I'll, I'll edge my stop up with those new levels. Okay. So the longer the trade lasts, the more money we're making. Okay. Because it's moving in the right direction. Correct. 
Now, uh, do you guys jump in right at the market open, or do you wait a while for things to settle down, or how do you how do you handle that? That's a great question. Um, we actually start at nine Eastern. Okay, so we trade for the first thir- for the first thirty minutes at least. We trade just the euro currency, gold, uh, crude oil, and bonds. Okay, or the ten-year notes. Those are already open. I base everything off of the original pit hours, even though there's no more floor. Okay, the markets still trade the heaviest volume during what were the original pit hours. Okay, so we use that. And typically, I don't trade the indexes of the uh, equities until like 9.44, believe it or not. Okay, odd time, but that's about the time. 9.44 Eastern is about when I'll make the first trade. Now, there'll be some exceptions, but if you've ever watched every morning at 9.30, no matter what the volume was overnight, there's like a huge spike in volume at 9.30, right? And yeah. so really, I don't care what happened overnight because most of the time, overnight trading is not that liquid. There are certain events that create some liquidity. And I don't I don't want any of my members trading overnight unless they're trading with me because it can be very dangerous unless there's an event. You know, Brexit, if you remember a few years ago, I actually traded for 36 hours straight during Brexit, Okay. Because it was that's how liquid it was, so I wouldn't go into bed, you know. Uh, and the election, I traded until the markets were down limits, okay. So, you know, but other than that, other than events, I think you have to be very careful. So, we I like to wait until now. The one exception will be this Friday coming, which is the jobs number. We will trade the jobs number live, okay. And our first trade will be at seven or eight thirty-two Eastern time. Okay, potentially, we may not get a trade. Two minutes might- after the news report. So how do you yeah, well, how actually, do you handle that? It's really based on the four minute cycle, and the four minute cycle goes from twenty eight and then thirty two is the next bar. Okay, yeah. So the, for the first real trade I can possibly make is at thirty three past the hour, and usually we get about twelve minutes on a Jobs Friday. And believe it or not, on Jobs Friday we've we've done it for about six years. We've had about sixty four winning months and about eight losers. Okay. Wow. And so that's coming up uh, this week. So what do you do to, uh, to trade that? Like what's, how do you know what's going to happen? Cause it seems like the market's kind of whipsawing at that time. Sometimes it goes up and down and you never know what, how it's going to no, We have no idea, but what we're going to do is we're going to trade. There's a pattern that is called the blow off pattern. Okay. And the blow off pattern is um, when the market becomes irrational. Okay, either up or down. Okay, and you get this gigantic spike in volume and a gigantic spike either down or up in price. Okay, the two combination together that creates the opportunity. And then if it if it if it confirms on the one minute after it shows, then we make the trade long or short. So we'll wait for the price action. We'll get two solid minutes after or three solid minutes after the number to get a shot at it. And if it gives us trades, we'll make them and we'll trade. We trade eight different markets for that number, okay, which is the four indexes and then the four I told you before, which is gold, the uh, euro, crude, and bonds. Now, crude is the least affected by the jobs number and bonds and the equities and the, and the currencies are biggest affected by the jobs number. So, um, so you don't trade it every time. If the pattern is again, you don't force it. If the pattern's not there, you don't trade. trade. Now we we there's only been one time we didn't have a trade that happened to be when when the geniuses put out the number on Good Friday. Okay. Oh <laughs> yeah. Remember, they put yeah. Out, 
they put the job in on a good Friday. So that was the only time we never made a trade. We've had as many as seven or eight trades. You guys were off that day. We were, we traded it. It just, there was nothing, nothing appeared. There was no trade to make. So I couldn't, you know, there's nothing I could force. There's nothing I could make. So we just said, pass. Right. So I'm not afraid to pass. Right. I'm not afraid to walk away from the market. If there's nothing to do, I'm not walking. I'm not worried. I'm walking away. Right. And so sometimes it doesn't move a whole lot. Like if the number's like right on or, you know, it's not a big variation. So in that case, you, you it's there's still something usually there. There's usually a trade that will show at least in one of the markets. Now, that may not. Again, we will not. We will never force a trade. I can't say that privately. I've never forced a trade. I may have. I'm just I'm not. This yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not above making mistakes or doing dumb things. I've done it myself. But when I'm teaching, I don't make mistakes like that. I make right. sure that I pound it in that this is what you got to do. If you want to be successful, you got to you got to wait and you got to wait for your opportunity. And when these markets get very light and volume gets very light and they get very stoic, hard to trade. Right. You know, I used to play golf. And I was on, even on the floor, we used to go to the golf course every day. In the summer, you know, no trade. What, what's that? Why should I sit around now? I go play golf. Yeah. If it slowed us down, go, yeah. Come back when the, when there's an opportunity and trade for 36 hours when the market's moving. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So do you have any um, thoughts with this upcoming report this week on Friday? Like, do you have an, an idea of what you think is going to happen? What you know, I, I, I try not to get preconceived notions ahead of time because I really want myself and teach everybody to react to what happens. What is expectations? I don't care why, because, the you know, Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan, the big guys, they, first of all, they already know what the number is going to be. And not because they're getting it illegally. It's because if you know, you know, in today's world with so much information flowing out there, you can you can calculate the numbers of what they should be if you know the right formula. Because they they're reading it. reports and they're getting all the news and they have AI and data paying, and research. They have everything. A year to have that information, so they're already they're already positioned by the time it gets there. Okay, I I'm not that good, and I don't like to be in that position because I think that if you try to guess it before. You never make enough and you always lose too much. I think it could influence your trading decision because you're biased and you're like, okay, this is what I believe is going to happen. And you're waiting for that to happen. And when it doesn't, you're still hanging on to that false belief. Exactly. I mean, I, listen, I have an opinion. I have an opinion on markets, but I don't trade from that opinion. I only trade from what I can see right in front of me. Now, this year has been um, has been pretty difficult, I would say, for most traders simply because the markets have been down uh, for a good part of the year. And normally um, they're up all the time, right? Like, you know, the S&P is just at least for the well, last I mean, few the years. I mean, the average is the markets go up about eight and a half percent year over year. Uh, right. We've had unusual movement. And of course, you make the biggest, fastest money in a down market. And but it's hard. Not everybody has the ability to trade those down markets. But if you want to use it to the day trading model for the first quarter when we were getting hammered, we were killing it every day. Okay. And then we went into a period of not losing, but very flat, hard to hard to find a trade, hard to make money. Okay. And now we're back to rolling along again. So again, as long as there's action, to me, it doesn't matter which way they go. I can, I'll trade either side of the market. No matter. It, it, it makes no difference to me whatsoever. I'll trade either side of any market. 
I mean, if it's liquid, I'll trade. There's not a market I will not trade if it has liquid liquidity. So you're saying that um, this bear market, it's not really a bear market. This year is considered a bear market. So this year has not really impacted you uh, with the way the markets have been going no, down the rest of the year. That's the nice thing about learning how to trade correctly is you don't have to worry about bear markets or bull markets or whatever they are because, again, we don't want to be biased to one side or the other. We want to be able to walk in. And if you're a part-time day trader, which is what we're kind of doing when we, when we trade together in the morning, I want to walk in, look at a chart. Oh, okay, this is what I can do, and this is what I'm watching, and boom. Versus I come up with a preconceived idea, okay, and I, I want to get short. I want to, I want to get long, whatever. Now I got to fight it, and I don't have to. I don't want to fight anything. I want it to be as simple as possible, and 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 it, and it goes down to even where we set our stops. We have a formula on how to set stops from when we make an entry during the day, during day trade. With your being in there, you make a couple quick trades, or you make a trade and it runs a while, and that's a good day. Uh, conceivably, you could probably just trade maybe an hour a day, and that would be all you would need to do, right? Yeah, I mean, if we have action, yeah. We, I mean, listen, we've had, you know, from depending on the product that people are trading, you know, some trade micros, some trade the full minis. Uh, we've had days as big as 2,000 in an hour, okay? You know, and we don't, we never lost that much. We had winning days like that. But, you know, again, it depends, you know, if you're taking the risk, right? If you're trading all the products and you're taking the, the bigger ticket. But I tell everybody, there's no reason to start with the big ticket at the beginning, right. especially if you're new. Again, if I'm right and I teach it correctly, then you're going to learn it and you're going to grow later. You don't have to force it today. You know, everybody thinks I got to get rich today. And they don't realize how hard trading is. You know, trading isn't easy, right? I mean, you you understand it. It's not easy. Right. No, it's not easy. I mean, nobody's handing out $100 bills. Okay? Right. It takes work. It takes discipline. It takes diligence. And it also takes the ability to come back from when you have a bad day. Because not right. everything is going to be a good day. Sometimes you're going to go into periods. Listen, I tell everybody, you're going to have drawdowns. I don't care how good you are, especially in the retail market. When you're a retail trader, you're going to have longer extended drawdowns because you can never get the spot where you're going to grab the edge. So there's going to be drawdowns in this business. Hello, this is Casey, and I wanted to take a minute to tell you about my new book that just came out. It's called Complete Trading System. This is my 25 years of trading experience sharing everything that I have learned in how to make a profit from the markets. You're going to learn about how to find the right instruments to trade, how to find a trend, how to get started as beginners. You're going to learn about how to get the right mindset, and you're going to be able to put it all together to create a trading system of your own that will work for you I highly recommend that you try it out. Just click the link right now. It's called Complete Trading System. It's available on Amazon. Thank you. Go ahead and check it out. I think you're going to love it. Right. So so you could uh, trade an hour a day, but 
you know, if you go in, you you get your profits. There's no reason to continue to trade unless you're just like on a roll and you're really trying to rack it up. But then you could maybe make more mistakes. Or you know, listen, if the market's really active, I'm gonna be. I'm not moving. Okay, like Brexit. I'll go back to Brexit for a minute. Yeah, we're moving. If we're getting action, I'm gonna trade. But basically, we, even with my member, I said I tell them every day when we're done, I'm done for the day. I'm going out to the pool. That's it. It's over. I'm done for the day. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I always know what's going on. It's not like, you know, in today's world, it's not like I can't look at my phone and, oh, I better go back up to the office and go back to work. Right. Uh, but I don't I try to stay away when when the markets are not favorable or the conditions are not favorable. I try to stay away from it. OK, so you are looking at um, some quick trades. Um, what time frames are you looking at when you're placing these trades? Well, the four minute and one minute is the trade I'm using. And then the, the other stuff that I do, which I, I always have a position in, in 30, actually 29 futures and commodity markets, 365 days a year. Okay. I'm either long or short, 365 days a year in every futures market that is liquid. 29 of them. Okay. Uh, we have one of our portfolio models is always either long or short. It's based off of an algorithm. It never trades during the day, like what I have, like tonight when I when I get up at one thirty, I'll run the algorithm on the price action, and it'll say here's some trades or no trades, okay. And based on today's action, I'm going to say that there's going to be no trades with the exception of the Russell could reverse their short because we have been long the Russell uh, for I don't know since a couple about 30, 60 days or so, okay. So we will. That, but we should we we over the last few days we've shorted everything else. Is that system a swing trade trade system? Yeah, yeah that'll that'll trade you know over over you know like I said I we we hell in uh, in twenty eighteen maybe I, I can't remember because with COVID but one year we were long the Nasdaq fifty forty eight weeks out of the year. Wow. Okay. So it, it, it'll it'll it stays in until it turns. So yeah. Distance on how long you'll be. I mean, we've been short gold now for about I don't know four months. And then when it turns, you go the other direction, put it right uh, in on the other direction. Just cover and replace. Yeah, right and right. if that market is a little bit choppier, sideways market, does that give you some some issues? Yeah, any any time a market gets into consolidation, which is the most miserable pattern, unless you're a floor trader and you can scalp without a big cost, right? Because scalping is expensive. You know, these commissions are not what I paid when I was on the trading floor, right? Right. So, you know, in a in a in a consolidating market, always the most miserable because there's too many false starts, too many, you know, false breakouts or false breakdowns, and they become a bigger problem. So that's always a challenge. A consolidating market is always a challenge. Uh now when you're looking at lower time frame charts, I have heard it said many times that that is uh, more difficult. They recommend, when I say they, articles I've read, recommend looking at higher time frames because there's a lot of noise on a one-minute and four-minute chart. Um, what are your thoughts about that? You know, I think all charts are the same. I think that all patterns repeat themselves. And I think that no trend is built without starting at the shortest time frame. So I don't, to me, I think, to me, that's noise. That's noise. This that article is noise. <laughs> I mean, a one-minute chart. 
I, I th- in fact, I do this every year when I do my, I do a big event in Las Vegas in December. I do a three day seminar where I teach for three days. Um, I'll put up 10 charts and I'll uh-huh. offer 10,000 cash. If you can identify any one of them, because okay? if I take the names off of them, you'll never know. And some of them are one minute. Some of them are hours. Oh, so you, hours. you will just put the charts on the screen and try to ask what time frame it is. And they can't now, tell what time frame and what's the symbol. Okay. Oh. Nobody, nobody, nobody's ever beat me for it yet. You're nobody, offering 10,000? 10,000. Oh. <laughs> if again, they again, guess, do they, have to, um, do they have to put 10,000 in to make a guess? No, I put the money in. <laughs> or, <laughs> I put the money in. They don't have to do anything. Yeah, all you got to do is get it right, but they're never going to get it right. It's, it's, something, it's a bet I'm never going to lose. Yeah. Okay? Because I know exactly what I'm trying to do with it, and it, it's really to prove a point that all charts are the same. Okay? Again, if I'm trading... On a on a date on a very short term basis, the chart is exactly what it's going to show up is on a long term basis over time. I'm not going to show you a one minute that'll look like a yearly chart. It's on Sunday, so again, it just it, to me, all charts are the same. Okay, and is there any edge on a short term tra- chart? Because I've heard other uh, people say that you know what, it's easier to predict price for the next five minutes than it would be for the next two weeks. Uh, I think if you're trying to predict, it's probably easier to predict over short term because you can get a feel for how the, you know, remember, if you look at a candle chart or a bar chart, whatever chart you're looking at, every mark is just a moment of time, right? Price and time. So again, the, the patterns themselves will show. Uh, I just like the short time frames because I want to create more opportunity, right? You know, if, I, if, if we're trading on four minutes, okay, for an hour, okay, that's eight charts, four minutes each. So there's a p- potential of 15 opportunities times eight is 120 potential trades within an hour. Okay, now we don't get that many, but that's the potential. So the shorter the time frame, and again, it really this goes back to your objective. Okay, right. How active you want to be, but the more active you want to be, the shorter the time you want. Okay. And uh, so then you, when you're on that lower time frame, you're, you're using a higher time frame to kind of confirm something in the lower time frame for an entry. And what, what do you look at for entries? Do you have indicators? Are you using price action? You're going off of the support and resistance levels? Uh, we're using, we're, we're trading one, one pattern. Okay. We're trading what I call a blow-off pattern, which happens often. I mean, if you look at today, if you look at about noon, okay, at any one of the equities, they had a little bit of a blow off around noontime, okay, and they all crapped off and they all came down, which was a sell. Now I didn't make the trade, so I, I don't like to talk about trades I don't make. Yeah, you, but, but you saw it in the chart after. I saw, I saw it in the chart at that. Time. I mean, just five minutes, twelve minutes ago in crude oil, it just showed them that that was a would have been a potential buying opportunity. Again, I'm out with you, so I couldn't make the trade, but I, I can see it out of the corner of my eye. <laughs> And not that I would admit it because the markets are kind of closed, right? This is, to me, this action is nothing. I don't, I don't typically trade. I tell people if you're trading other than what the pit hours were, it should only be the exit a trade that you have on for some reason, or if there's a level that you're trying to enter at that it, that it gives you then take the entry. Okay, now, and that, that blow off pattern is the same one that you're trading on the news too. Right. A hundred percent. It happens every day. Okay. And the busier the market, the more they happen. Okay, well that's that's pretty cool. Um, that's that's good. Thank you, Todd, for sharing all that. That's some some no, my cool information. So, so how can people find out about uh, some of the things that you teach, and what are you teaching, and 
how can they get in contact with you? I, I teach options. I've written two books on options. Okay. Um, I teach futures. You know, I started out as a, as a CBO, a CBOE floor trader in 1980. Uh, I've been a member of all three exchanges. In fact, I'm still a member of the board of trade. Okay. And again, obviously going from the floor to the screen, you had to be, you had to change. Okay. So I teach, you know, how to read a chart without indicators. I'm not an indicator kind of guy. I don't use any. Okay. I use what I call the phases of the market, which is uh, consolidation, breakout, and blow off because all markets do the same thing over and over again, which if you watch it, every big move comes out of consolidation. Okay. So, uh, and, you know, that we just started teaching. We, we've got, we teach either our, our, our models to keep portfolios or our how to trade specifically options. I do an options call every Saturday for my options members and I do futures calls. So again, I, I, I want to make sure I've been very fortunate and I want to make sure that I can help educate those because it's a rough business. And unfortunately, not only is it a rough business, but there's a lot of um, rough characters out there that promise you billions, which is impo- you and I both know is impossible. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's very true. So uh, if you guys are listening and this sounds interesting or sounds like you really want to learn how to do this, learn it the right way. I recommend you check out BubbaTrading.com and uh, see about the different services. What about that blow-off pattern? What service is where you're teaching how to do it? I teach it in every service because it's it's something that will show up, whether it shows up on a four-minute basis, they'll show up on dailies, you know, and there's different ways to trade, you know, what you're trying to do. So it, it really, I teach the phases of the market. Those can be equipped to any time frame that you want to use. Because there are times, like I do a Monday night seminar, which any of your people that are listening, if they want to come, just shoot me an email at bubbitbubbitrain.com and come as my guest. But um, sometimes on Monday night, I'll see a blow up and I say, here's what I'm going to do tomorrow. If this happens, I'm going to do this. Okay. And I'll tell them the trade, the specific trade I'm going to use because sometimes I use options if it's an equity and I will typically sell. If it's a blow up higher, I'll sell it in the money call spread, which just creates a synthetic put. Or if it's a blow up lower, I'll sell in the money put spread, which creates a synthetic call. Okay. okay. And you um, you teach that same pattern at your uh, Las Vegas seminar too? I teach, I teach it everywhere in every class from hedging to futures because it's, to me, it's the most valuable pattern that anybody can learn and you don't need any indicators and it teaches you to be more attentive and intuitive to what the charts are going to do. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate it. That was good. Good. It was great to be here. It's a pleasure. And I only know if you really like it, if you invite me back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So with that being said, if you guys are listening, go to BubbaTrading.com. I'm going to have the link in the description. uh, So you'll be able to do that. Or if you're driving or whatever, just remember BubbaTrading.com. But that is it for this episode of the How to Trade It podcast. And we thank you. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to another insightful episode of How to Trade It with Casey Stubbs. We hope you found today's discussion valuable and inspiring. Remember, the road to trading mastery is a continuous one. And your commitment to learning and growing as a trader is the key to your success. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. 
Keep listening, keep learning, and keep trading your way to victory. Until next time.